Welcome to the Dumb Idea Podcast Show with Mike and Alex. We thank you for joining us as we have a couple of beers and a cigar and talk about what's going on in our lives. Grab an adult beverage and a smoke and settle in with us. Please like, subscribe, and comment on each show so we can hear whether you agree or disagree with our take on things. Listen wherever your favorite podcasts are and at www.dumbideapodcast.com. So I installed a toilet this weekend, and uh, and this toilet was a long story. I've done toilets before, and toilets themselves are pretty easy. The hardest part about doing it generally is just going to Home Depot or wherever you get it and dragging the th- up the steps and getting the old one out. But uh, the reason I did this toilet is because I had a leak, and after cutting numerous uh, wall- holes in walls to try to find the leak... I came to the determination that it was a toilet and not to bore anyone with details, but how the, this toilet was leaking was one of the bolts that held the tank to the base actually rusted out. And then the water was dripping and then going down and coming through the, uh, the kitchen ceiling. So there's also a hole down there, (laughs) which is awesome. Um, which leads me to the three things that I hate the most. Uh, in any project, which are plumbing, drywall, and painting. Plumbing always equals drywall, unless you get lucky and it's in your basement or at an access point, but I don't have any of those. So, uh, yeah, so now I have to do um, two two walls of drywall. Well, I have it open. I might as well replace the old PEX piping that's in there and the toilet. Which is such an easy job. Now, the other thing that 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 gets me that gets me thinking and talking about this is the fact that why didn't I just pay someone to do this? Right. And why do I do this to myself all of the time? And mainly, it comes down to me being cheap. <laughs> and it's when I see someone come in to my house to perform some job that I can do. I think it's a little bit of machismo as well where I don't want to feel like less of a man, like, oh, I can handle this, which I can. Mm-hmm. Most of the time I have the tools, but in the end, is it worth it? And that's what what kind of begs the question, DIY versus pay someone. Right. Do you ever, do you ever notice when, uh, when you do pay someone, when a plumber comes or an uh, electrician, you always try and, like, uh, try and like uh get that common ground with them like yeah. i'm just like you man yeah and he's like no dude, you're nothing like you're me. nothing like me right it would be like you know i'm just like max scherzer right as in i have thrown a baseball before that's where the similarity stops or you're, you're like hey i could do this too no you can't <laughs> i know why you called me it's fine dude don't worry and uh, my my wife wanted it she's like just call someone I'm like nope my boss at work He's like, dude, time to go to the bullpen. I was like, nope. Um, I took a day off from work to fix this thing, and I couldn't find the leak. So, and that's what was, and it, it was weird because it was intermittent. It would come and go. Right. Well, a leak from a water supply line, it doesn't come and go. It, 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 well, it goes when you turn the water main off. And I did that, and it didn't stop. So you're thinking, well, it's got to be something that has a reservoir of water. But finding that thing and determining where it was from turned out to be a three-week affair <laughs> so. what honestly when it comes to plumbing none of those thoughts go through my head other than how quickly can i call the plumber <laughs> like, there's two things i'll never do plumbing and electric and the reason why electric i can kill myself plumbing i can do a lot more damage than it's already being done right and now. possibly kill yourself so <laughs> i don't know can i drown i mean i can't really drown you can slip pl- and break your neck um, the plumbing can mix with the electrical maybe and kill you that way. That's possible. All right. I see. Um, I see your point. Yeah. So I've done electrical too. I had a, uh, it was the, the right before Thanksgiving, we had just gotten a new stove and, um, whenever with this, whenever the stove would have more than one, either burner, any combination of, of two burners, a burner and an oven, it would blow a fuse. I'm like, this is, you know, not really blow a few, but it would it would throw the breaker down in the basement. And it was driving me nuts. So I was ha- hosting Thanksgiving that year, which means that I was going to be using everything on the stove. Now, 
I don't like turkey, so I kind of use this as a thing about using this as an excuse to not eat turkey. Like, oh, we can get a bucket of chicken. We can do Chinese. <laughs> we can do pizza, all of which I prefer to turkey. But I think that would have irritated all of the other people in my family. Sure. There would have been two happy people, me and my two-year-old at the time. Would have been live, thrilled. Live to fight another day. <laughs> right. right. Pick your battles. Yeah. So I determined, well, maybe it's a breaker. So I uh, went on YouTube, which is a great resource for any home improvement DIY type project. Absolutely. And uh, look at, start researching. And breakers are, they're mechanical items. And what happens when they get, they expand and contract, which creates wear, which in this case, the breaker wore out. So I had to replace it. So I YouTube this thing and I do it. Now, the guy I watched do it, he's like, I've been an electrician for 35 years. I'm not going to shut the main off, but you shut the main <laughs> off. <laughs> I'm like, hmm, shut the main off. Right. <laughs> so, but it worked out for me because I sp- ended up spending, I think it was uh, like $12.89 on the double breaker because it was for the, the range. And the only tool I needed was a flathead screwdriver. So having done that, it just clicks into place. Sure. And having done that, like that's a win for me. This toilet, not so much a win. <laughs> so, so I guess it would come down to how many hours did it take you to fix the toilet, the leak, and all the subsequent damage from the leak. So we're looking at. Let's talk about finding the leak first. If we want to do a strict, <laughs> accurate accounting yes. of yes, time let's, spent, let's, let's do that. So let's figure the. I'm probably at close to 20 hours on this thing now. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> from All looking right. up in the ceiling right. with the flashlight. I just can't figure out where this is coming from. Because it was weird because sometimes it would be just dripping, and then other times it would go away. And I should have thought, well, I knew it was somewhat, something having to do with the toilet. I was thinking wax ring seal. Um, but a wax ring seal, you should see the water in the toilet go down right um so it wasn't and then depending on what was in the toilet you should see some of that too so So i kind of had it figured pegged as a fresh water leak um however in cutting my walls open i found another slow leak so i'm gonna have to fix that too so so what was the toilet the problem the toilet was a problem okay so that definitely had to be replaced right yeah so the toilet's gone uh well actually it's not gone it's on my back porch because i haven't had a chance to run to the dump um so the kids love it because there's a toilet on the back porch. Sure. Now we just potty trained the baby, so hopefully he doesn't poop in it. <laughs> it may cause a whole set of problems. I will say so. Roughly to get a toilet installed with the toilet probably included, probably looking at three hundred bucks. Right. I spent a hundred and just the toilet. And, and right. So let's ignore I, the other stuff. So I was gonna say let's add the other stuff in. Oh. <laughs> so let's say toilet. Uh, Toilet install in the toilet, you're probably looking at two fifty, three hundred bucks, plus probably I'm gonna say another I'll say another two hours of labor, hundred bucks an hour, so two hundred bucks. So for five hundred and fifty bucks or so to get all of your plumbing issues done, your toilet done, everything's done. Is five hundred and fifty dollars worth twenty hours of your time. Right now? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, okay. And right. I'm sticking to it. <laughs> right. right. A, I'm gonna die on this hill. So, so. I in in for me, emergency situations, especially like when water issues or whatever, like I had a sump issue, right? My sump pump wouldn't stop running for no reason whatsoever. But, I mean, it was three years old, four years old. That's about how long they last. I didn't want it to keep on running. So I could have gone to Home Depot, picked up a $100 sump, and try to figure out how to install it myself. Probably not too hard. But I don't exactly have all the tools that I probably need to do this. Cost me about four hundred bucks, mm-hmm. and the guy was out here within like three hours. Yeah, and you could just sit on your ass and do nothing. I did, and I did nothing. Right. <laughs> all I did was cut a check. Yeah, for me, the amount of hours it would have taken me to research how to do the job—never mind go to Home Depot buy the the pump. It probably saved me about five hours, six hours of my life. It cost me about, I think it was like 400 bucks. Right. So 
is my time worth 70, 80 bucks an hour? That's probably around the right amount. Well, see, you also haven't factored in screwing it up. Right. And then, and then have to do it again. Now, plumbing trips for me will equal. So let's throw in the cost of a 30 pack of beer. Um, and let's also throw in the cost of about 14 trips to Home Depot. Right, right. Because <laughs> my house has this plumbing in it. I don't know if anyone's familiar with it. It's this gray PEX piping. It is the devil himself created this stuff. Uh-huh. It is. At, there was actually a class action lawsuit regarding it. I missed the boat on that one. I bought the house after the period to file for it had expired. Don't know why the previous owners didn't do so. Um, but yeah, I missed the boat on that one. So I'm gradually going to repipe my house with PVC as time goes on. And I think now that I have two walls open in my house, I'm going to end up just doing it. Um, cause it's open. I might as well do it. Right. You haven't even factored in the cost to, to repatchwork your, your walls. Uh, someone might be getting hired to do that <laughs> one because drywall is especially overhead drywall, which is where the leak in the oh. kitchen came through. It's it just sucks. awful. It sucks. Working over your head sucks. Yeah. No matter what height you're at, it's just an awful. I mean, I change fluorescent light bulbs in my basement, and like I hate doing that because yep. it's it's just over your head. Um, your muscles fatigue quickly, and it's just now I'll. Uh, I mean, I will do a overhead press all day with you know heavy weight, no problem. But guess what? I'm not holding up there trying to manipulate little tiny pieces of thing and sand and. Now you're sanding, muddy, and the dust is coming in your face. No, thank you. Right. Uh, I will pay someone to do that. There are professionals that do it in 20 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I think we're definitely going to pay someone. I think my wife is going to force the issue on that right. one yeah. because she doesn't want to hear all the swearing. Now, the boys are all, they're thrilled. They can't wait to do drywall with daddy, right. which should make it take at least three times longer than it should. Absolutely. <laughs> the mud is fun to play with, though. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. I mean, it's all cool. Mm-hmm. And, and the thing is, like, house stuff and I've done a lot of repairs I, I replaced a, uh, a garbage disposal in the sink I did um, I had a leak in my hot water heater and the, the the intake pipe I had to replace the valve I've done a whole bunch of other little plumbing repairs uh, the toilet wasn't the first toilet I've done um, they're actually pretty easy I mean it's you disconnect, disconnect the water flush it uh, two bolts on the floor pick it up dump the water out into the bathtub and then, like I said, the hardest part's getting the toilet out again. Um, yeah. But replace the we did the one. Now the only thing I'm upset about is that everything's out high efficiency. So now I've I've road tested this toilet and <laughs> it can handle what I what I'm putting down. But, right. You know uh, that's and, my until only, it doesn't. Right. And then you're gonna curse the thing. Yeah. Right. I'm gonna wish I had my my environmentally unfriendly toilet that used right. eight gallons of flush is the know. is the point four of a gallon <laughs> saved really saving the bay yeah, the no. water gets recycled anyway yeah exactly they're filtering out your poo like <laughs> the, the the water that you're showering with probably came from your toilet yeah <laughs> just saying yeah. it comes back the, to your house yeah, the water you just cooked your spaghetti with yeah <laughs> hey it, bo- at least you boiled it all right but uh, the, the house stuff really because house stuff always deals with wood and measuring and cutting, and you want it to look nice. My favorite DIY stuff is cars. Um, and I will Google, as long as it's just turning wrenches, I will do it myself first. Um, I'm going to be putting brakes on my wife's car here shortly, and I ordered the parts. And that's just that's just turning wrenches. Right. That's easy. Now, when we start getting into vacuum and... Nah, electrical work once we get into the engine bay i'm a little bit more hesitant mm-hmm. brakes fine rotors fine those are like three four th- uh, three four screws or whatever the, the hardest part about that's lifting the car up and taking the wheel off yeah um but anything like a catalytic converter getting under the, getting way under the car and i don't necessarily fit under the cars yeah i don't like um, being under cars either it, it kind of creeps me out yeah um I have a feeling that they're going to find my corpse there, right. crushed under a car. Right. It's going to be like the, what was it from uh, the Wizard of Oz when the witch, all you see is your feet hanging out <laughs> yeah. of the house? Yeah, that's going to be me. Um, I do feel like I'm more adventurous with the car than I will be with my house. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know why. I mean, a car is still expensive to replace, but I feel like a mechanic can probably fix whatever I've done wrong to it. Whereas with a house, 
if you screw something else, if you screw something up, it can lead to a lot worse damage. Oh yeah, and and the thing with the car is, you can especially if you're just turning wrenches. Yeah, you can put it back together again. Right. You know, uh, if you're doing brakes, um, you know, you're looking at your your caliper bolts and then your caliper bracket bolts. That, I mean, just don't let the caliper hang by the brake line. You're you're pretty much good. Yeah. Um, and then if you kind of get, if you think you're getting in over your head, put it all back together again and drive it to the shop. I also think with with cars, there's a for me there's always the cost benefit, right? So with brakes, you're looking at almost three hundred and fifty bucks to five hundred bucks an axle, depending on what kind of car you got. Mm-hmm. So a brake job can cost you anywhere from six. Six hundred to a thousand bucks for both axles. Yeah. All right. I can get a full set of rotors and pads off of one of those auto websites. Mm-hmm. Hundred and fifty bucks oh, for yeah. for a name brand set of brake pads and rotors. Yeah. With ventilated br- rotors in the front. Um. And then, you know, call over a buddy or two. Yeah. Mostly, probably one. And, and mainly, it's just for company. Right. Or, to be honest with you, maybe I'll just sit back, let them do it, and bring a case of beer and say, here you go. Yeah. You know, barter, the whole barter system, right? right? Um, Or I'll do it myself. Either way. But when you're talking about, like, fan belts, serpentine belts, or replacing an an AC compressor, generally the cost is, even when the labor is so low, for what you would have to do, like for belts and stuff, if you had to take out like a part of the radiator or something, where a mechanic with a lift can do it without doing any of that. Oh yeah, they they, they can just swap it in, swap it out. They're done in an hour. You get charged eighty eighty to a hundred bucks for the hour of labor, and you get a, a three dollar part for hundred three bucks for something that would take me th- probably three to four hours to do because I don't have the proper equipment or tools to do. Yeah. All right. Game on, yeah. mechanic man. And, and then some of the, the the things with these new cars, the engine bays are so cramped. Oh, yeah. Um, that even with the tools, I remember I used to have a an 04 Ford Taurus. May it rest in peace. <laughs> um, that car, I needed a, uh, I went to Jiffy Lube to, for an oil change. And they're like, hey, you need a, a new fan belt or a new serpentine belt. Normally, I wouldn't do it there, but I was like, you know what? I'm here. And I fell in for the trap. I think we talked about this in one of the previous episodes. Right. Where, the upsell. Yeah. Like, hey, you need a fan belt. It's like, and, I, and I knew I did. It wasn't the nonsense where I, hey, your, you know, your flux capacitor needs to be replaced. <laughs> right. um, I heard it squeal, and I knew I needed it. So I was like, you know what? I'm here. Just do it. So they change the oil in the car. They pull it out of the bay to do it. And I'm watching a guy who does this take, with all the special tools, take forever to do this and i'm standing there watching because i had and i think at the time i smoked so i'm smoking a cigarette and i'm watching this guy and i'm like yeah i'm glad he's doing it not me and it was worth the ridiculous fee they charged me to do it but you know what it wasn't me doing it out there swearing and having to get this tool like there was this crazy long wrench with you know so you so that they could uh pull back the idler pulley or the the uh the the pretensioner to, to get into it and right so that that to me was worth it but like brakes, I've done brakes so much that, I, I mean, I, it's almost like if I take the the, the 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 wheel off, I should just do the brakes because they're right there. Um, I don't get intimidated by it anymore. Um, I've done them enough where I feel confident in doing them. Um, the hub bearings I did on, I used to have an old GMC Envoy. I did hub bearings on that, which apparently that's they're notorious for failing on those uh early 2000s GMC right. uh uh trucks Silverado one down um but I changed those out it was it was easy you know non-factor but it it's one of those where again if I had the proper equipment to do it, it would take me a lot less time well yeah it, it's the same thing with the home repairs yeah you know, it the guy with the the plumber with his truck has the the eight or ten lengths of, of the pecs of the of the PVC piping. He can fix your job in twenty minutes. Yeah. He goes, he cuts it, does it, done. Like I had a I had a copper saddle line replaced. Or a saddle connection replaced. It took this guy 
from start to finish under an hour mm-hmm. to replace an entire line. Yeah. And I'm just like, this would th- that would have taken me probably five hours. Yeah. Yeah. All it becomes a project, and I would have been wet. Yeah. <laughs> this dude under an hour dry, all all said and done, I think it was two hundred and fifty bucks. Dude, yeah, I, I can't get my money quicker. Yeah. You know? and, and when I do it, whenever I do any sort of plumbing, there's always that, like, you know, almost that 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 cross your fingers moment. You turn everything back on. You're like, please don't have water going <laughs> yep. Yep. all over the place. And I've done some. I'll never forget my kids. Um, they had, they broke the water supply line for the ice maker, the refrigerator. Oh. I was in a different um, room of the house. And all of a sudden I heard water running. I said, turn the water off. And it's silence. <laughs> and I'm like, boys, turn the water off. And I hear footsteps and then more silence. What are they doing? So I go out and I look, I just turn around the kitchen. And I see just this like fountain of water just spraying. I was like, some expletives came out. <laughs> I ran downstairs and killed the main. And they had ended up somehow they were just goofing. They're being boys and they, right. they broke it. And they, Oh, you, you little <laughs> sweet cherub. Right. right. <laughs> so, angelic children. You. <laughs> so I was like, all right, boys. Now my wife was, she was working at a restaurant at the time uh, and she was, you know, that was her shift. So I, I said, all right, let's load them up. Going to the hardware store, yep. and uh, you know they had a kit for it, so it was relatively easy to f- easy to fix. But you know, still, it, my first thought is, like, how am I going to fix this? When I, and I think a lot of this stuff is just born out of being frugal and not want to spend the money. And at the time when that happened, yeah, um, you know, uh, we didn't have a lot of money to spend either, so it was like out of necessity that I started learning how to do this stuff. And now I'm like, yeah, well, I'll just keep doing it. Um, I think that so that I think that also comes with age. Yeah. As you get older, your tolerance for BS goes way down. Oh yeah. So like when something breaks, you're like, I'm I, I don't want to have, especially if it's something you don't know what you're doing, right? Yeah. I don't want to YouTube this. I don't want to look at five different YouTube videos to find the easiest method to do this or mm-hmm. find something that I can finally understand with the right part numbers with everything. It's got it, it, for me if it's not my exact situation. I, I cannot put two and two together yeah. to get it to my situation. Yeah, and that's what's nice about cars is that you can you can search YouTube, uh, you know, brake uh, brake replacement, 2017 Toyota Sienna, right? And it'll come. You'll get a thousand hits because every Yahoo that's doing it just oh well, let's put this on YouTube and see if we get anything. So the one I watched was two two rush dudes. The guys like. You know, hey, bro, this cool, this good car. You got to replace brake. <laughs> you know, right? Right. <laughs> but he's wearing a track suit and everything. Right. And uh, you know, th- he does it. I'm like, okay, cool. That's like every brake job I've ever done. So, um, and it's the it's the front, so it's not the like the rear where you, a lot of times you have the self adjusting um, calipers in the back. So, it, it was you know that's a straightforward job that I've done before. I ordered the parts from Rock Auto as soon as they come in. Um, I think it's 157 bucks with shipping. You know, I'll I'll yeah I'll put it on. I might just do a pad slap because I think the rotors are fine. Um, so that sort of thing I feel. Plus, I like cars. Right. Um, and you know, anyone who's listened to our podcast, a, a lot of our conversations, <laughs> we get around to cars at some point. So cars or cicadas. Right. <laughs> Got right. It. That's number four. Ding ding. But uh, <laughs> so um. You know, I like cars, so I'm interested in. I'm mechanically inclined, so to do something with a with a car is definitely something I'm gonna at least attempt to do. Now, I agree with you with the fact, like an AC compressor, you might have to do some. Like, there's pressure. There, the AC compressor is never located in a convenient spot. Plus the Freon and all this other stuff. Yeah, all so that. I don't want to deal with any of that. Yeah, that that's go to the shop. Yeah, um, some bo- like some light body, like a uh, like a little panel on the body or something. Yeah. Or, or not a not even a panel, but like a little piece off the off the body or inside. You, know, you can replace that. No uh, big deal. A headlight, taillight assembly. Yeah, done. Yeah, it, easy to do. Yeah. In fact, it, it's it's not worth your time to take it to the mechanic and wait a day or two for them to get to it. Right. You can go literally look. You can go to AutoZone, look up your headlight number, pick out the number of the light you need, 
and it's usually a pop in, pop out. Yeah. Maybe you need a screwdriver. Maybe you don't. Now I did have a the my my old Nissan Maxima, and that thing. So the headlight went out, and uh, I got pulled over a couple times for it. And um, you know, I was driving my wife back and forth to to work. I would drop her off, and I'm coming back. I get stopped by this officer on the way in. Hey, he lets me go, no problems. Headlight coming back out. Same officer, same place, stops me going the other direction. I'm like, dude, it's me. <laughs> like, didn't you just same see guy, me? dude. Come on. How many accidents did you see rolling like, around here? Right. Like, I didn't have a chance between here and there in the eight minutes since between I saw you. Anyway, he's just doing his thing. But uh, so I said, oh, I'll just replace it myself. Negative. The next time that car went in for service, yeah. it needs a headlight. To change that thing, you have to go in through the wheel well. You actually have to remove the the front wheel, yeah. remove the trim. And you know when you remove that those, the plastic trim, yep. it never goes on the right way. Of course not. Those, Christmas, those plastic Christmas trees, it's, it's aluminum held together with plastic and springy. It's just a disaster. So I pretty much, that one, I, I recognize my limitations and where I would lose my mind. And had I done it myself, that splash guard on the inside of the fender would have never gone back in again yeah. it would have gone out with the trash the next day so so i got lucky when i, I had an old uh 2010 buick enclave one of those, the big beefy kind of like the traverse uh it's yeah the traverse yeah. twins the traverse acadia enclave back then they were I think all the saturn had one too at one the point. outlook yes yeah. they did back in 08 uh i think it lasted two mile years before saturn kind of went kaput but anyway to replace the fog light on the Buick, you couldn't get at it from the top because it's too far down. Because the front face on that thing is just really low. It's probably like four feet high. Yeah. <laughs> um, so to get in, you've got to turn the wheel all the So it was on the driver's side. So I had to turn the wheel all the way to the right so I could get in. I got to undo the wheel well plastic. Mm-hmm. And being me, I'm like, I don't want to undo all these. So I undid like four of them. Enough to get to it. Pushed my fist through. <laughs> I had one hand. I'm kind of going at it blind based on what the YouTube video showed me. I do the pinch and pull. And I get somehow I was able with one hand to get the bulb out. Mm-hmm. Pull it out. And then I was like, I can't do that. How am I going to get one in? <laughs> There's no way I can do this one handed. So I ended like three more. Pulled it even further back, and that's when I could get in with two hands, and I did it. But I'm like, it, it probably took me like three hours. I would just not use the fog lights. Well, here, <laughs> well, here's the thing: in the state of Maryland, if you have fog lights, they have to be functioning. They have to be functioning. Yeah, if there's a light on the vehicle; it has to work, right? And at that point, it's like, I just won't turn them on at all, right? <laughs> right. And, and that was my original thought. Yeah. But then, of course, the headlight goes out. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. So now i got to do them both anyway. Mm-hmm. Well, so I did them both. And then recently I, I bought a car, the, the Chevy Equinox, the 2021. We talked about that nonsense in another episode. The fact that I, I never buy new, new cars, but the used car prices were outrageous. So I ended up buying a new car because I needed one. I needed one that could be towed behind an RV. All right. Come to find out, though, if you need to change the headlight on that thing, the front fascia has to come off. Thanks, GM. <laughs> I'm like, you got it. You took the easiest thing to replace on a car and made it awful. Awful. <laughs> like, you used to be able to just like pinch and pull out the back of the headlight housing, take the light bulb out, put one in, put it back in, clicks in, done. Somehow, GM made it. That it now takes three hours to do GM because you have to take the find, fascia off. They will find a way. Now, I remember when cars would have the square halogen headlight bulb yeah. where it wasn't just the bulb. You replaced the entire lamp itself. Right. So the first car my the first car I ever owned was a Camaro. It had four of them, two regular, two high, and it was easy to replace it. You would just undo this bracket, pop it out, stick the new one in, big square bulb <laughs> right. you know like the the size of like two iphones together sure was was how big this and it was simple it was easy yeah 
Um, but now everything's all um, HID headlamps or LED lights or well, they, is but, it LEDs? Maybe they'll last forever. Maybe, but of course they they want you now. Like they feel like not that they feel, but it's like they're trying to force you to go to the dealership to get these changes done. Yeah, like the stupid stuff that you used to be able to do on your own. Mm-hmm. The replacing the headlights, the the replacement of a radio or something like you can't even replace radios anymore with what they're putting in. Yeah, it's but like, I I used to do that stuff myself. Yeah, so I used to install um, so that whenever I bought a car, the first thing I do is I pull out the uh, factory radio yep. and replace it with a Clarion or Sony. Everyone or, did. Yeah, that was like yeah. the thing to do. Yeah, I mean, Crutchfield. Everyone got the Crutchfield, the Crutchfield catalog. Yeah, yeah. It's huge. You get your, you know, and then you look at the subwoofers. And all. The thing is, the factory systems now are so good, you don't have to. Yeah, well, I mean. And then it's all integrated with the infotainment system. Right. So. Well, the cones on the speakers used to be paper. Oh, yeah. I don't know if they're, are they still paper? If they're paper now, they're much better paper. But, yeah, I, think I, they I remember. They plastic, maybe, a little I, bit. Uh, the Camaro had, um four by nines in the back mm-hmm. and they sat in the b pillar so you have to remove trim and then you know there were these big speakers and replace those and then you had other speakers up in the dash and you they were uh i think they were three by they were the oval shaped speakers yeah and then you put amplifiers in and all this other stuff well the cars now they they have it right and the base is good you don't need to go and put subwoofers and all that stuff and Somehow, Crutchfield sent me a catalog just randomly, and they've completely switched away from car audio. Yeah. Um, it's all home entertainment stuff now. I still flip through it, though. Yeah. I used to love that catalog. Oh. I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't be in the market to buy any of it. Yeah. But I just used to love seeing what new what the new thing was coming out. Oh, yeah. Remember the uh, the chameleon? Yeah. was the the Because the, they had the detachable face, but the chameleon just went dark. Did and you, it would... Did they uh, detach the detachable face? So, I had one in, in when I went to college in York. Yeah. Um, and it was like, I'd only been there for a couple months, and uh, my car got broken into, and they stole my subwoofers, my amp. Um, and that Camaro, I had the custom box that fit in the trunk well. Yeah. And but did they ever just take the face off the radio? Like, or, if you, or if you didn't have the face on it, did it stop them from taking the radio? The radio is worthless without the face. Right, so, couldn't, couldn't they put one on? Like if they had one, like as far as one? I understood it, that they were matched. Oh, so right. it wouldn't. You couldn't just get a, and no one would sell you just the face. That's interesting. So that was the whole security thing behind it. And so after that, I would always take the face off my radio, and it came with a little case. Right, you'd hold yeah, yeah. it. You know, it's like an eyeglass. It's such case a for such a. I mean, stereo. that dates us. Like we're nineties kids, you know, nineties, <laughs> early two thousands. Right. You know, back when the world was great, but. You know, it was except for all the wars and stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> back, well, back then, I didn't know about them. Right. That's why it was great. Yeah. And you know, then it was like, oh well, if this college doesn't work out, I'm going to go. <laughs> you know, so I never said that. Yeah, I'm that like, was that was. I was all about it. I was like, there's no shot the army would want me. <laughs> I'm too much. I'm too much of a smartass for any for any drill sergeant to want to even deal with me. <laughs> like, go over that hill. Nah, I don't think so, man. I don't know. I don't know. It doesn't look good. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I ended up doing um, a lot of that stuff myself. Um, the only thing I never did was drum breaks. Drum breaks, it's like taking a clock apart. I've never I'm not seen messing with drums. I've never, I've never seen them on a car. I'm, I shouldn't. I've never seen them on a car that I've owned. I've seen them on other cars. I don't. I wouldn't touch it. So my, let's see, my first Camaro had them. My second one had discs. Um, I'm trying to think. So I just sold, my mother passed away several years ago, and I cleared her estate up, and I sold, she had a 2012 Ford Escape, and it had drums on it still. Really? I'm yep. surprised they still have them with drums. Yep, it Even had drums. Recent. Yep, and uh, the thing is, drum brakes actually, they're, they are more efficient, and um, they they actually, uh, they last a lot longer. So but it's probably you'll, a nightmare to assemble and put on a car, though, versus a disc brake. Oh, they're very complicated, because you have shoes, and then rather than... So one caliper pressing, you've got something inside of it that expands outward, so right. that's how it creates the friction. But um, I never mess. You need special tools to handle them. And I looked at it. I've YouTubed it, and I thought, you know what? Oh, my O four Taurus had drums on it too. Wow. Yeah, but because uh, I think my ninety, 
My 95 did not. My 90, my 95 show had discs. Well, it was an SHO, that's why. I, I, just yeah. like, I just like bringing that into the conversation that I had a show. Well, it's awesome. I, lo- I love that car, and yeah. I wish I'd never gotten rid of it. Yeah. <clears throat> but there are no good examples of those out there anymore. And the ones that are, people have kept them and collected them. Oh, you'll, you'll find, yeah, well, you won't find beaters anymore. No. Um, but you'll find, like, a, uh, if you look at, like, cars and bids, yeah. You'll see them on there. If you look at some of the different, uh, um, what is it, cool Craigslist cars, like every now and then one pops up there. But the thing is, dude, people are selling for like twenty grand. Like it, it, So the last like, one I saw, there was a guy that lives 20 minutes south of us. And he had a, uh, a midnight blue or dark blue, whatever the, whatever the blue was back mm-hmm. then. And he had a sh- it was a show with a five-speed manual. Mm-hmm. And it was in nice shape. Yeah. And at the time, I think he wanted like ten grand. I think it had eighty thousand miles on it. And I'm like, I really, really want this car. <laughs> and I'm just like, ah, oh, it's just not practical. Like, I can't. I don't need a third car right now. I I can't pay cash on a ten thousand dollar car because on a car under ten grand, it's hard to get a loan for it, especially if it's that old. Yeah. Um, I was like, I don't have the cash to pay for. it. But I was like, I know I'm never going to see this car again. I'm never going to see one this clean. No. And in this good a shape again. And it's it's sold probably within like three weeks of being put on mm-hmm. Craigslist. And natu- I, I have not seen one since. Um, the, I mean, the only v, the only ones I do see, though, the shows, the tour shows, are the frog lamp ones mm-hmm. that had the V8. Yeah, that's not to me, that's not a real one. To me, no. I, I, want, I want the older... I, First of all, the frog lamp headlamp style is the, oh, the grossest thing on earth. Yeah, the, it the, looks awful. The oval Taurus. Yes. Yeah. So the 04 I had was the generation after that. But, and the, the V8, like, so that was a small V8. It was still a front wheel drive car. Yeah. The cool thing about the original SHOs were they were, um, that was a Yamaha engine. Yep. And that, it would spin to like stupid fit. It was based on a motorcycle. Yeah. It was essentially a big, mo- like, they took their motorcycle technology, made it bigger. Yep, and it was a really—it was just a cool car. So it didn't have a lot of horsepower. Like I think it had like two hundred horsepower, two hundred five. But it it ran faster than, or I shouldn't say it ran faster. I think it went to sixty in like eight seconds, eight and a half seconds, or something like that. But it felt fast when you were in it. Yeah, and it was super comfortable. Yeah, but well, but the thing was, back in the mid nineties. Eight seconds zero to sixty time was that was probably fast. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I mean, that was still coming out of the oil embargo. Yeah. So uh, yeah, they weren't they weren't putting high horsepower cars in there uh, uh, out there anymore. Yeah. Plus, RoboCop had one. Yeah. <laughs> so. I just happened to luck into one that it just happened to be a five thousand dollar beater at the time that I mm-hmm. found. But this was this was also back. Um, shoot, this was right around two thousand two thousand one two thousand one. Yeah, I got it in 2000, but kept it to 2001, 2002. Um, so it was only like five, six years old at the time. Mm-hmm. And nobody knew what it, I mean, not that nobody knew what it was, but they weren't collectible yet. Yeah. So there were a lot, there were a few out there. And if you found one, it was, it was still relatively affordable. Yeah, so like, I could get it for like 5,000 bucks and it's still all right. Yeah. It was like buying a third gen Camaro. Like you could find those anywhere. Yeah. And, you know, you or, or the, the, the uh, Fox Body Mustangs. Yeah. They were all over the place. And you go to any high school parking lot, and there was full of them. Yeah. Because they were cheap. Kids could buy them. N- now it's getting hard to find third-gen Camaros anywhere. Yeah. Um, the fourth-gens, they weren't as iconic as the as the thir- you know as the third gens well, but most of them are in junkyards yeah because the body's <laughs> yeah. just deteriorated the engine will last forever though right. that was is that one of the ls engines or the lt engines 5.7 yeah they, uh, the L, back then this is one thing a lot of people don't realize they they just pan gm's quality but the quality issues were on the interior back then the engines and transmissions were mostly fine oh yeah until yeah. the only time gm got in trouble with the engines was with the north stars Yep. And where they were blowing head gaskets. And they mostly fixed that, I think, in the mid-2000s, like 03, 04, 05, 06. I don't know exactly which one, but in that 03 to 06 range is when they finally fixed it. with the mm-hmm. head, They made the head bolts long enough. Yeah. And so it fixed it, but by then, the engine's reputation was yeah. done. Yeah. Uh, I think Hoovy did one. It, I don't um, know if it was, There was another guy on YouTube that did one. 
Um, but yeah, if Hoovy did one, I want to go watch that yeah. just because it's interesting. I know Doug DeMiro did one too. Um, Doug annoys the shit out of me. I, I love him. Sometimes the way he enunciates things. That's what it's the way he talks. Yeah. Something about it just drives yeah. me a little nuts. But Carson Bids is doing really well with him. Like there is it though. I. You know, I mean, he's selling cars, yeah. but I wonder if it's got enough volume to make him any money. Right. And I, think, I think his YouTube channel makes him enough. Money well, that's true too. Around. He's a millionaire. <laughs> he's got two of them, by the way. Yeah. His first one got so big. I think you can only get so big, and so they start they they start second channels. Yeah. To kind of because essentially what happens is now you get two channels with a million subscribers, or you can go from do the slow crawl from like one to two million. Yeah. But if you do, if you start a second channel, almost a good a fifty to sixty percent of your subscribers on one channel will immediately go to the second channel, yep. and that's how you're making. And now you're you got a second channel monetized. Yeah. So yeah. It, that's a fun YouTube fact for all you people out there. <laughs> but it, as far as like those those old GM cars, though, you could definitely do a lot of work yourself. Well, on. Yeah, super easy to work on. Yeah. Um, and especially the, the way the older cars were designed, you know, I think a lot of it has to do with like the transverse mounted engine. Transverse mounted engine, you don't have a lot of room, uh, you know, on the, I think the, the, the Taurus, all the accessory, the front of the engine was on the right side. Yeah. And you just didn't have a lot of space to get in there and do things, especially when they, like when Chrysler started doing the cab forward, they're trying to maximize the. <laughs> the Don't get me started on that. <laughs> the, uh, the spaceship design. Yeah. The, oh, the, 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 the Intrepid, the, the Concorde. Um, um, what were the other ones? The Sebring, eventually, I think, yeah, was the other they, one. They all, even the 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 caravans, the vans were all cab forward. And the thing is, like, okay, you do spark plugs if you only want to do one bank of cylinders, because the other bank of cylinders is buried under the firewall. Right. And, and that's all they did, right? They just, they basically turned the engine sideways. So that way you could have a shorter, uh, a shorter deck lid on the front. Yeah. And that way it gave you more space for the cabin. Yep. And the cars would be the same length. Yeah. And yes, you did get more interior room. Like my parents bought a Dodge Intrepid. That's how I know about this thing. <laughs> The trunk was still a nice size trunk, but you're right. The the front hood was very short and it tapered off real quick in the front. Yeah. Um, I have I to be honest with you, I couldn't tell you if those cars held up at all because I think my parents got rid of it fairly quickly. You don't see a whole lot of them on the road. You don't see any of them on yeah. the road. Yeah. So when was, guess... time, when was the last time you saw an Intrepid on the road? Yeah. <laughs> yeah never. Yeah. Um, or a Concorde. It's, yeah. It's been a long time. They some of them looked nice, like the New Yorker. They did the New Yorker in cab forward. No. Um, yeah. Did they really? Yep. Um, the old the New Yorker I remember looked more like the K car design. Yeah, so they did that. And that like, was not, that was super nice. My, my my dad had one of those. Yeah, so they had the New once Yorker. you got inside it looked great. Yeah, outside it looked like garbage. Yeah, so it was the <laughs> yeah because they had the 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 K car one was similar to the um what was it the the uh, Plymouth Acclaim. Yep, it was like that. And yeah, then yeah. prior to that, it was like the old Dodge Diplomat. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. but uh, yeah, they had a New Yorker version of the. Uh, of the cab forward, I didn't. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, they did that. Um, Eagle had one. It was the Eagle. Was the Vision? I was believe. It? Yeah, it might have been. Oh, yeah, I they, thought the Vision was smaller though, but maybe not. I don't know. Yeah, they dropped. They eventually dropped that. Uh, but you weren't doing any work on any of those. No, They're, those, those no, engines were crammed oh, in there. And a friend of mine had one, and he had to replace the water pump. But somehow it was like integrated into the block. What it was so, like. A, well, I told you about my edge. Mm-hmm. The water pump is inside the engine. Yeah. Like the whole, th- it's encased with the engine. Yeah. So if that water pump goes, you grenade your engine. <laughs> so that's what they always say. If you have a Ford Edge, of like that, that 2012 to whatever, or an MKX with that 3.5 Duratec engine, mm-hmm. or 3.7, both same design. If you get the overheating light, pull over immediately. Mm-hmm. Do not drive. Get it towed. Because if you drive it, it will. That's what grenades your engine, because the uh, the coolant will then leak in to everything, mm-hmm. and you're done. Like who who thought of that? Uh, who knows? But, but well, that I mean that engine though is fairly reliable. That Duratec three five three seven Duratec yeah. engine is fairly reliable. Yeah. 
Yeah. They put it in a lot. Yeah, oh, they put him in the 3-7 ended up in the, uh, was the engine ended up in the um, police interceptor. Yep. Um, after they got rid of the crown vacant, switched over to the Taurus. But, um, yeah, it's just, they, it's almost like they make stuff th- so that you can't do it. They make it intimidating. Um, when you open up the hood, you see the sheet of plastic. You can't identify any of the parts of an engine. Um, so, like, do you really want to get into it? And brakes, though, still look like brakes. Yeah, I think it doesn't really that, matter what you do to the brakes. Like, the, a rotor's a rotor. Right. You can That's, identify the parts. So it makes it appealing. Yeah. It's like, oh, I can do this. Yeah. I, it's, oh, I recognize it. It's comforting. Yeah. It's like, oh, there it is. Yeah. You yeah, know. just like your old friend. Right. The, the brakes that are grinding. Right, yes. And, and I'm at the point where, like, if I'm going to take the wheel off and take the caliper off, I might as well do two more bolts and do the rotor, too. Well, yeah. I'm yeah. already there. And, and to be honest with you, the, the cost of it, like I said, if you go to, like, Rock Auto or something, 150 bucks, you got four rotors and, and yeah. brake pads all around. Yeah. All right. And and you're done in like, you're done in about an hour and a half. Yeah, yeah. It's, and that's and that's if you don't have. I mean, if you got a hydraulic jack, yeah, an hour. Yeah, and and the the worst part uh, of doing it is if the rotors rust on the hub. Yeah, you got to soak it WD forty and beat it with a mallet and rubber mallet, guys. Yeah. Rubber mallet. Don't yeah. do the metal mallet on your rotor. Although I guess if it's an old rotor, who gives a crap? Unless you have to put it back together and take it to a shop. Right. <laughs> but they have the little the little holes in the. In the hub, so that you can, you can put the screw in there that actually will will pop it off. Yeah. So you'll see the the big holes for the lugs. There'll be two additional holes. You put screws in there. That'll actually pop the rotor off of the hub if it's rusted on there. So, um, interesting story about rotors on an Acura. So Acura, for whatever reason, they you've got your normal uh, lugs. That can hold the rotor on, right? That mm-hmm. should hold the rotor on just fine. When After you have the wheel on, you, you put your lug nuts on, everything's fine. Acura, in their infinite wisdom, added an additional screw. And it's a very, very soft, I think it's a zinc metal. So when you, if you've had these rotors on for, let's say, five years. In this case, it was 10. I tried to get it off. And the screwdriver I use, because mm-hmm. it just uses a flathead screwdriver to get this one screw off the rotor, just, it went through it. Like, what, just, what does the screw do? We couldn't, we don't know. <laughs> I'm looking, I'm like, what could this screw do that the other five huge bolts and lug nuts aren't doing? Tire on top of it. like Yeah. Right. <laughs> there was nothing that this extra screw did. Except make my life miserable, <laughs> and that's what it did. And I tried an impact, I tried an impact driver, everything, nothing got this thing out. So this was a scenario where I put everything back together, I drove it to a shop, and I drove it to my mechanic, and I said, "Can you get this screw out?" <laughs> like I could do. And by that point, I was like, "Here's the rotors and brake pads. Just finish the job." Yeah, you're already here. Yeah, I'm not dealing with this. <laughs> and. It, it, but it was like, I'm three hours in, and I can't get the rotor off because of this stupid screw. <laughs> you got to tap it out. And, and I'm like, who? It's kind of like in uh, Austin Powers when Oddjob throws a shoe. Mm-hmm. Who throws a shoe, man? <laughs> and I'm like, who puts a screw here? <laughs> who? What engineer thought this was a good idea or even needed? Yeah. Yeah. Because, like, let's see. You've got the caliper bracket, the caliper and pads holding the rotor on. Then you put the wheel on, then the lug nuts. Yeah. That should all be pretty good. This thing served no other purpose. <laughs> like, if that screw's not there, yeah. if the wheel falls off, at least the screw's holding the rotor on. I think the wheel falling off is the bigger deal. Well, and the, the mechanic goes, because I guess the, the rotors were car specific. So he's like, do you want me to put the screw back in or a new screw in? I said, heck no. Yeah. No. I like, is, I, well, I asked him for I was like, is it needed? No. Then no. Yeah, no. F you and your screw. Right. <laughs> screw you and the screw. Yeah. I don't care if it's going to be a screw I can get out later. I'm not putting it in now based on principle. Right. Right. <laughs> screw you, Acura, for doing this to all the mankind. <laughs> I do like that. I still like that TL, though. Yeah. I, nice car. I, and I, I wonder, um, you know, and as much as I, like, you know, getting back to the house stuff, like I hate doing drywall. I hate doing all of this stuff. I should probably live in a condo in the city. 
because I hate yard work. <laughs> right. I, I don't like any of it. Have a super. Yeah. <laughs> like, hey, you're, and it's like, you know, people, oh, you know, own your home and it's, you know, you're paying yourself and blah, 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 blah. When I rented an apartment, if I had a leak, I called the landlord and said, hey, yep. you're, there's water coming through my ceiling. You might want to fix that. Yep. Hey, your air conditioning's broken. I need a new air conditioner. Like, it, then they came and they fixed it. There was none of this, oh, man, I got to spend five grand on an AC compressor or, or any of this other nonsense. Shoot. When your whole AC system goes up and you pay eight grand to fix that thing, yeah. you're, you're not going to be happy you own a home right. at that point. Right. Like, you're going to be oh, cursing great. it. Now I have this new AC, awesome. Like, no, it's not, because you don't get to see it. But I'll yeah. get this, I'll get, I'll get a hair and I'll think, you know what? I'm going to redo the kitchen. <laughs> Do we know? <laughs> I'm, I'm in that I'm in that phase right now. My wife and I are talking about that right now. I'm like, oh no! But the thing is, when you get these estimates and they come in and they show you all the stuff, and then I'm I'm just like I'm not listening to them. All I'm just seeing is dollar signs. Yep. I'm like cha ching, cha ching. I'm just watching the thing. Oh, do you like these the, the hardware for the cabinets? Don't care. What's going to cost? Right. You know. So if I demo this myself, how much money will I save? Because right. the demo part, I'm down with. I got that on. It's putting it all back together. But, and you can see people that have done it, that have gone and they've redone their kitchens. And some people will DIY a great job. Others, it looks like they gave themselves a haircut. And you're like, yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm not, I'm not doing my own kitchen. I can't, I, there's no shot. I'm doing that just because I'm to be honest with you, I'm not even doing demo. I don't want to deal with any of it. I don't, I'm at the age now. I'm, I'm at my forties. I'm like, uh, even the thought of doing that yeah. is just like, no. Well, I, don't, you see, I don't have weeks to put into and, this. And it's funny because you see these like these movies where like the young couple, married couple, buys the house, and then they go and they they redo the kitchen, and they're all covered in dust, and then they like passionately kiss and do whatever. Right, like, right, right. That's not where I am right now. I've got three <laughs> screaming kids running around. They're hungry. Like, I don't want to traipse through a construction site. Oh, hey, the three-year-old's running around with a drywall knife. Maybe we should take that away from him. You, you want you one of the shows that did that that uh, encouraged people the most and then the absolute worst shows on TV. Not for watching. They're entertaining to watch. But the fact that they give people hope into thinking they can do this themselves mm-hmm. are all those HGTV and Discovery Channel shows like Property Brothers. Oh yeah, it's like oh you can do this. Jonathan from Property Brothers did this whole thing in two weeks. <laughs> yeah, he had. But he, you didn't see the the eight man crew he had in there doing. He didn't do any of that shit. He did zero. He, you want to? He, he did. <laughs> he did his five minutes on camera. Right. And he had the glasses on, and and he's got the tool belt on, and he got the hammer in the hand. Yeah. And didn't do a damn thing. Mm-mm, nothing. It, but he's got you thinking, I got this. Yeah. I'm going to do this kitchen myself. <laughs> hey, look, I can do it in a half hour. He did it. Yeah. <laughs> they, they show some crate where they do. The thing is, like, they have a team of people coming to do this. And uh, it just sets people up for false hope. Yeah. And failure. And, like, you know, like, yours is not going to look anything like that. It's almost like the uh, Nailed It show. <laughs> <laughs> that's what they should really do right. they should do the nailed it version of home improvement yeah. like hey i'm doing my <laughs> nailed it nope nope <laughs> no it never like so i've got my uh i had a leak as well although mine came from the overflow from my uh my tub in my bathroom wife wanted to take a bath went and took a bath first time in this house all of a sudden Two three days later, we start seeing the water spots in the mm-hmm. in the the ceiling in the kitchen. I call the plumber right away. I'm like, no, nah, I'm not. I'm not trying to find this out. Yeah. And turns out we got everything taken care of. But the plumber doesn't do does not do drywall. Mm-hmm. So he cut two holes in my ceiling. And when he left, I had two holes in my ceiling. Yeah. Now my plumbing problem was fixed, but I got two holes in my ceiling. Now. Yeah. I called the buddy. I was like, I really don't want to call. I don't even know who you call for carpentry work yeah. or drywall work. Called the buddy from up the road, came over, did it. And he's like, he put the, he screws the drywall in, muds like the does the first two muddings, right? He goes, okay, just sand the red, just sand it down and paint it. 
It looked great. I sanded it down and painted it. Doesn't look great. Looks like crap. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, I probably should have hired a a professional drywaller to come and finish this for me. I hired a dude to do one of the leaks we had in the kitchen. um, And he did an awful job. (laughs) It was awful. And, you know, he was some dude that someone knew. Oh, right. (laughs) And the guy would come over. Like, he'd stop at the house on the way home from work and, like, mud and sand. Gets off his IT job, which yeah. does nothing to do yeah, with Yeah, no, this guy drywall. was more of, like, a professional junkie. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, I paid him some money up front, and he's like, hey, uh, you know, could I get, like, an advance on the job? I was like, uh, <laughs> That's a red flag right yeah, there. Yeah, roger that. And, um... <laughs> So now, like, the drywall tape's coming down. Like, I can see exactly where he replaced it. <laughs> and I'm like, look at this. <laughs> you know? And that's where I where I sw- switch back to, to the DIY thing. Well, I could have done that. <laughs> I could do that garbage job. Yeah. Like, I could F it up myself for yeah. free. I don't need to pay someone else to F it up for me. Yeah. And then some of the things, like, you know, the, the breaker. What's the electrician going to charge me to walk in the house and fix that? Like, just walk in the house. What are you looking at for them to come over? 100 bucks for an hour. Yeah. That'll cover your first hour. Yeah. So that would have taken him about eight minutes to repair. Because guess what? It took me about eight minutes to fix. Yeah. So he's going to charge me $100 yeah. and then parts. And, of course, it's not going to be – he's going to get – He's going to get a markup on that part. Yeah. So yeah. rather than paying twelve ninety eight for the – for the the new breaker, paid twenty five bucks. Yeah, no, so, look at but one hundred twenty five bucks though, you're done. Yeah, but this was done. Right. I mean, this is I like if you could. You remember the old VCRs? Yeah. If you could change a like put a a tape in a VCR, you can do this. Right. Like that's how easy this was. If you could pop the lid off of a can of paint, you could do this job. Like that's how simple it was. And yeah, that's but- where I get back to, you know, hey, I figured it out. Now, guess what? That was kind of exploratory because I had no right. idea what I was doing. Right. So, and that could have not worked. So there could have been like four or five hours, though, that you put into research plus the trips to Home Depot. So I mean, you could have been into it for five, six hours. He's into it for an hour and he's done. Yeah, but I don't I, I, a, I don't count sitting on the can watching YouTube videos as research. Well, you never know. <laughs> I, I, could, I could be on the can watching other videos that I find more enjoyable. <laughs> but like, so like I, I had, a, I had a, a handyman, professional handyman, legitimate guy. I had, at this point, like three years of items that had just built up that I needed done. Mm-hmm. And then my rear slider door had some wood warpage, wouldn't open. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I got to get a guy here to fix that. Mm-hmm. I might as well get the rest of this stuff done because it's not going to cost me all that much more money. So stupid stuff like rescreening the sliding screen door that mm-hmm. goes to that door. Yeah. All right. Well, how much are you going to charge me to rescreen that? Twenty bucks. Done. Yeah. I need you to re uh, resecure my back steps because they're sagging a little bit. Mm-hmm. How much do that? Hundred bucks. Done. I mean, at the end of the day, I had like my garage door openers replaced, exterior lighting replaced, mm-hmm. the steps were fixed, the door was fixed, the screen door got rescreened. I had a couple electrical outlets replaced. At the end of the day, I think I was in it for like nine hundred fifty bucks. Yeah, parts, labor, everything included, and that was the the honeydew list that kept growing and growing and growing. And I just wasn't getting any of it done. Yeah. So eventually, I just bit the bullet, paid someone, mm-hmm. and I was like, "And you want to know what? After it was done, it took him three days to do everything. I felt like it was the best money I ever spent because now I don't have that on my. I don't have a list anymore. Yeah." I mean, I'm gonna. I'm starting a new list, of course, because the list never ends. No. But yeah, it's that list is gone, and, and it feels great. Yeah, and the thing is, like some of the stuff I like doing, I, I like doing stuff. Um, I put a, I put a. Uh, we had our, sp- I have a screen and porch, and I wanted to add a door to it. So there's a door on one side, but not the other side where we keep the trash cans. So we were gonna get the porch rescreened anyway which I was paying someone to do. Like, I'm not doing that. Right. Um, 
So yeah, before they come, I'm going to add this door. So I cut a section of it out, yeah. and I added a door to it. Now that door, because the kids are running through it and slamming it, and the dog goes through there. And <laughs> I need to replace the door. I can hang a door. It's not a problem. Yeah. But that was cool. Like we built, like me and a neighbor, we built the steps. We did the 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 new door. Like it was it was a an afternoon project. Um, it was during COVID. So, like, when everyone was locked down. And yeah. I think a lot of people started doing things. Sure, yeah. Because they had time. They had... Well, s- you didn't want someone in your house. Yeah. Because so like, who, who knew what they were bringing in. Yeah. So, so we started doing it. And um, we had a fence. We had a fence installed. I had looked at doing that. I said, I'm not doing that. But, like, uh, putting in fences is the worst. Because yeah. it, it's, not, it's not building the fence. It's digging the holes. Oh, yeah. That sucks. Now, these dudes came, the crew, they re- completely replaced our fence all the way around the yard in about eight hours. Yep. The old fe- And the other thing is, the, the, the nice thing about them is, so had I done that myself, I have to take the old fence down. Right. Now, I had taken a section of the old fence down because the neighbors next door put up a privacy fence. Well, now I'm like, well, why do I have a double fence? Right, right. It's, so I took it down. Yeah. Um, my wife was working and I, I only had, uh, the, the youngest wasn't born yet. So I, I think the, the older two were like five and, and two. And I'm like, what are you guys doing? Nothing, daddy. All right. <laughs> we're taking out a fence. So we went out, we took a fence down and I'm yeah. making them move wood, like with yeah. nails and stuff. <laughs> but they, they, Hey, they're out working with daddy. They think right. it's great. They think it's the best thing on earth. But then I have this pile of wood I gotta get rid of. Right. Which means I have to. Lo- I don't have a truck, so Burn it. means I load it into my wife's van. Burn it. Yeah, I don't so, know. we should have had a bonfire. Yeah, that's what we should have done. So, I take all this wood out. That was a pain. That was only one length, one side of the fence. Yeah. These guys come. They take the old fence down. They put the new fence up. They load all the old crap into the thing. That's why, like, for for mattresses, hey, do you want you want to pick it up or deliver it? Deliver it because I want you to take my old one out of here. Right. Yeah. yeah. I don't want the old one here. I want that to go. Yeah. And you know that's some of the convenience factor that comes into play. Well, that's like a, that's a huge factor. Like the drywall mess. Like cleaning all that up. You pay someone. Well, even like the like the toilet. You right now you got a toilet on your back porch. Yeah. Yeah. If you hire a plumber, he takes it. Yeah. Super classy. Yeah. The toilet's great. The furniture. But so a lot of it. Is, I mean, shoot. Maybe it's not even that you're paying for. You're not paying for the work. You're paying for the convenience of him getting rid of your old crap. Yeah, because they take it with you. Yeah. Um, now, I will have the, the fun of taking the toilet to the dump and having three boys. <laughs> I'll bring them with me. Do the, to- do the toilet throw. Oh, yeah. And the strong man toilet throw. So hopefully someone will have thrown away a TV or something that we can aim at with the <laughs> – and this is, again, you've got the three, the three little boys and then – me, the big boy idiot, who's <laughs> right. like, hey, guys, check this out. I'm going to destroy a TV with the toilet. <laughs> yeah. And, like, they're all like, yeah, daddy, that's... Like, and that makes their day. They're happy. Listen, I got two girls. They just love going to the dump. Oh, the dump's the best place I in the d- world. I feel like I... I don't know why, but they love going to the dump. They love... What number are we going to get? Because when we went at the dump up there, they tell you, like, okay, you're going to go to number 13. Yeah. Like, oh, we got number 13. That's great. <laughs> And then, like, okay, look over the edge. Now you see all the garbage. It's like, yes, it's great. And if they're lucky, they get the 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 treat of that uh, that whatever excavator that comes and yeah, yeah, smushes yeah. it all down. Well, the funny if you take like little stuff that they can throw over, they think it's hysterical that they can just throw trash somewhere. Like they're oh, yeah. they're so they're so like uh, they're they're so ingrained. Like they teach them like, okay, trash goes in the trash bin. Now yeah. you're saying, chuck it. Yeah. Where anywhere? <laughs> the guy, the guy said anywhere over here. We yeah. can just throw it. And it's like, wait, we have all kinds of trash at home that you can very <laughs> easily dispose of. Yeah. But this is a special trip because we get to throw it all in the car and then take it to the dump and throw it over the wall. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what do you mean I can throw it? Just throw it. Yeah. Well, do I have to? Should I just put it on here and push it over? No, no, throw it. Yeah. <laughs> aim. Try to aim. See. Oh, see that old computer monitor. Yeah. Try to hit that. Maybe it'll, maybe it'll explode. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. So, I mean, that that sort of stuff is you, you miss that when you pay someone to do it. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think ninety five percent of the time I'm okay with missing that. I think it's like I, I'll, I'll take my my sleep and my time back and pay some guy to do yeah. it. But 
Yeah. When you when you burn a day, it leaves you the dump. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And that's how you know you're old. <laughs> you're burning a day, it leaves you the dump. Although some, the the guy at the dump, they have a guard at the dump, mm-hmm. and he and he checks to make sure you're a resident, so you can use the county dump. Oh, we have a sticker on our car. Do you? Oh, oh yeah. So I don't have a sticker. So when I got there, he's like, "Can I have your license and registration?" <laughs> like I'm getting pulled over. Like <laughs> your papers, please. Yeah, like, I can understand the license. Like, if my license says I'm a county resident, but the registration for my car? Yeah, what, what do you see that for? Yeah, what, uh, you, make sure my, you want my insurance card? Well, like, I, I don't understand. Like, so I, like, as a county resident that lives in this county, my driver's license says I live here. I can't bring anybody's car. <laughs> like, what if I'm using a buddy's truck? Yeah. Like, I can't bring that? <laughs> like, uh, you're suspect. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if we're talking the same language here. Yeah. Um, that was that was an awkward situation, but um, so if you're out there and you're a DIYer like Mike is, a, or, a poor one, or a, a someone who uh, just doesn't doesn't have the time to deal with any of this garbage or is too lazy like myself, <laughs> I, I put myself more in the lazy category than the other category. But uh, I hope whatever you're doing is working for you, and please uh, like subscribe share comment rate this podcast and we hope to see you on the next show